You're listening to an Air Books podcast. Hey guys, it's Aiden of Aiden's Books, and I'm here with Mommy. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Our episodes are recorded first via video. For the full experience, check out the video interview on my Facebook page, Aiden's Books. Next, you'll hear Mommy doing the interview. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books podcast or show, I'm still going to use the same show, where we believe that books are magic and have the power to transform homes. On this podcast, we talk to the authors behind the magic to find out their true intentions behind the books. And tonight, we are here with Tamara Foley. Dr. Tamara Foley, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I feel like I need to add some um, some extra to your name because I <laughs> I need to make sure we are good. Where are we at? Here we go. You're doing well today? I am. Thank you. I am loving, sorry about uh, noise in the background, that you are here. Um, I can't wait for everybody watching to find out about all the work that you're doing and the good you're doing in the world. Um, when I first came across you and I started to like dig into, uh, what you were doing, I, you know, just, uh, just touched. I feel like we don't speak about trauma for children enough. Um, and so, so this is wonderful. So let me give you guys a a brief background on Dr. Tamara. So she's a veteran educator. I have notes here, y'all. So if you see me looking to the side, she's a veteran educator and founder and owner of Education for All Now, LLC. She's a passionate advocate for children and trauma and children experiencing mental health issues. She's the author of four books, including a journal um, that I saw wonderful, wonderful um, reviews and testimonials on. Um, that are geared toward elementary children and loves helping children sort out their feelings. Her books incorporate emotional health as well as social and uh, emotional learning or SEL for all of you up to date on the lingo. Um, Concepts with the goal of empowering children to freely and effectively communicate their thoughts and emotions. And for all of you that have been watching this show for some time or maybe even seen a couple episodes, you know we are all about empowering our children to speak their minds, to talk about how it is that they're feeling and not to silence them when when the time comes. So what did I miss? Tell us more about you, Tamara. (laughs) Well, I also do some educational uh, consulting. So Mm -hmm. I have a a background. Most of my career has been in special education. So I um, do the consulting with uh, districts. I'll do it with organizations. Uh, I'm here as a resource for parents who uh, are just need some help navigating through uh, public school or just through that uh, special education experience 504, because it can get very challenging and frustrating as a parent. So uh, that is just one of the many services that my uh, consulting side. Yeah. And parents need this help. I mean, because I used to work in, um, I worked in schools, I worked in a high school, 
I'm from the East Coast. So in Philly, um, I work for an ombudsman. So there were like five different schools that I would float around um, every day. And we had somebody who was leading up the special education, working with IEPs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I would take calls from, you know, from the parents. And there was so much confusion around what was happening, how to get information. Um, so the fact that you're out here doing this work and partnering with parents to help them understand is just a, a, a wonderful thing. Um, did, I didn't ask you before we came on, do you have any of your books with you today? I do. I have all of them. You see them in the background and then of course. Yes. All wonderful. Right, all right here. Right. So this is uh, Cassie's Big Change uh, mm -hmm. Coloring and Activity book. And this really uh, goes just perfectly with the first book, Cassie's Big Change, How COVID-19 Changed the Way We Are. And it has um, mazes and uh, writing experiences for kids in the book and really just a way, again, coloring, but a way for children to express their emotions. And then- Dr. Tamara, I'm going to give you the screen, okay? I'm not disappearing. Oh, okay. And then I have uh, Cassie's Big Change, How COVID-19 Changed the Way We Learned. And this was the first children's book. And this book really uh, talks about the transition and how Cassie went from being at school one day to all of a sudden COVID-19 comes and she has to learn at home. And just some of the experiences and emotions that she feels and really a lot of loneliness and how she and her family and her teachers uh, help her to cope with that. Cassie's big change going from the living room to the classroom is the transition for children from uh, learning at home to going back in the classroom. And just to say that some children in some parts of the country still haven't gone back in the school building. So this is just, a, again, another story that addresses social emotional learning. It really addresses building relationships. We're talking about these unprecedented times that kids are living in right now and how she goes back and some of just part of her journey and the changes in her life since going back um, in the classroom. And then Exploring My Emotions is a 45-day journal for elementary school age children. And I want to say that this journal uh, was vetted by a group of children, 7 to 10, who went through the journal, told me what they thought, uh, had experiences with their parents while they were journaling. And this journal was written specifically um, to help children express their emotions, to know where they are every day, to change words if those words aren't uh, meaningful for them that day, to be able to see themselves, and also to be able to know who can I go to if I need help? Who is that trusted adult or that trusted person? And so this journal is imperative. I also uh, had a school, I want to just say, inquire about using this journal for their social emotional learning group that they have um, at their school. So I think it's excellent for helping kids to not only look at what's going on today, but what's going on in the future. What, what do I want to happen in the future? Where do I see myself? Where are my dreams? And it has seven different themes for uh, children to explore. So those are my books um, that I have written so far and uh, published so far. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And I, uh, I want to ask you, what have you seen 
um, personally, as far as like the landscape for children since COVID or, you know, and going back to school, what stuck out to you the most? I think the biggest thing for kids going back to school is just all of the changes Mm -hmm. and being ready. Um, As I still work with children um, doing some tutoring, um, I still see kids uh, still learning at home, some still doing some of the hybrid. I still Mm -hmm. see children. um, I still see a lot of absences still. Either kids aren't coming to school or uh, kids are out because they've had COVID or someone in their families had COVID. Deal mm-hmm. with a lot of children um, just on a short term basis because they're, you know, they can't go back to school. So they're kind of their school district is filling in the gap. I'm seeing kids really, I think, wanting to get back um, to a place of normalcy. But again, mm-hmm. again, they're still wearing masks in some most school districts that I'm uh, working in. They're still wearing the mask and they're still. Uh, you know, when I, I ask them every day, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And so mm-hmm. I'm hearing some of the same things that I would have heard prior to COVID. But I think during COVID or during, and, and I don't want to say during COVID because we're still in COVID. Yeah. Still, okay. Let me just say that because people say to me, oh, well, when we're, no, we are still heavily in COVID. Even where I live, we don't have to wear masks right now in mm-hmm. uh, certain buildings. But because our rates are going up again, they're looking at, you know, mandating it again back in um, certain builds. So I think kids have had so many changes and they're still going through changes. You know, I'm seeing kids um, joining online in the car. I'm seeing kids Mm. at home just engaging. Some are not really engaging. Um, And so I, I think. I see some parents uh, who are maybe afraid for their kids to go back to school in the classroom. I I talked to one parent who had her kids go back and then time that immediately when they went back, they got COVID. So she pulled them out, homeschooled them, is homeschooling Mm -hmm. them, but really wants them to go back, you know, um, to a school building so that they can have that social interaction. So I've seen just a whole lot, but I think a lot of people during the, I want to say the heightened COVID time, the mm-hmm. beginning of COVID, what we didn't see or or do is really, I think we as adults were so engrossed in what was going on with our lives and all the changes that sometimes we forgot to talk to our children about how they were feeling and what was going on and not really understanding all the little changes that they were going through emotionally that maybe because they saw mom and dad stress, they didn't even uh, address it with their parents. So we saw an increased rate of depression and anxiety with children and we're still seeing it. And we still have some real concern about kids' mental health. So much there to unpack. I want to uh, comment on what you said, I guess, last, because kids' mental health, I feel like there are so many people who don't even really believe that children feel or deal with anything. Like, they don't feel trauma. They don't feel like these heavy emotions that we feel as adults. And, I, I mean, I knew it, but I saw it firsthand when Aiden was home with me because, you know, I work I work full-time. And then I have a business 
single mom. <laughs> so it was heavy, you know, um, for me as it was for so many others. But Aiden being home, because I, I say all the time, it was like the spring break that never ended because they went out on spring break and they just never went back. It was a whole adjustment. And I saw he had a few meltdowns, you know, just having to deal with being on Zoom all day. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in meetings and, and the work, The I feel like the work in the, when you do work in the classroom and then when you do work at home by yourself without your peers, it feels different. Like it feels like a lot of work when they're in school and they're doing like worksheet after worksheet or activity after activity. It's like the kids around me are doing it too. So this is what we're supposed to do. This is fine. Right. But when he's here by himself and he has to do, he's like, why do I have to do so much work? This is a lot. He felt like he was waking up early because there's no real, like he just had to get up and get on, get on Zoom. The whole schedule was different. And so we talked, we talked about that in in our group, you know, quite a bit because, you know, we were kind of seeing it as parents, but, but some weren't. Um, And there's a lot of kids who go to school for an escape as well. That weren't getting that escape because they had to be home. And that hurt my heart, you know, to think about and to hear about those different um, situations. I feel like I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but uh, so, you know, so powerful what you said. And I know that um, I know I've seen like the the reports and I've seen like the research on the numbers, depression and, and, and things like that, the, how it was climbing during COVID and even after. And um, just thank people like you and other people doing the work, you know, in our communities that are addressing those things, because it's so important. Um, It's so important for our children. It is definitely important. And I think that one of the things that I do in my group support for children and trauma on Facebook is just uh, try to, uh, you know, this is uh, May as Mental Health Awareness Month. And so just trying to share what are some tips? What are some things that you might be seeing? What are some things that um, you may think is just a small thing that may be happening with your child? Are you are you doing a check-in? Are you doing a mental health check-in for yourself? Because we, you know, kids mimic what they see adults do. So if they see adults close and not talk or whatever, then they may not feel comfortable. So just knowing those signs, what are those signs? What are those things that we should be looking for, uh, asking questions about. And one thing I want to say that one of the parents with the journal that did, um, she was on my cat, what I call Cassie's crew. And she really talked about that a lot of things that were going on with her daughter that she didn't know were happening because her daughter really wasn't talking about it, but she learned through going through the journal with the daughter. And so it opens up. So sometimes we think our kids are fine. I had one parent say, oh, I thought she was fine. I thought my kids were doing fine because, you know, we were talking or whatever, but I didn't really know what was going on. So it's sometimes just another avenue to open up that discussion or open, let them open up freely without, you know, maybe even having that discussion, but at least being able um, to use writing as the mechanism to express their feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And um, one of the things I wanted to say there was a lot of parents don't know because we don't have the time. Like even the most well-meaning 
yeah. even the most well-meaning parents just don't. I mean, when you think about it, I was talking to a friend just the other day about um, the possibility because I pick Aiden up now, like right at school ends. So school closes at three. I'm picking him up at three. But before when I was going into the office, sometimes I couldn't get him till five, five thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from pickup time to get home to dinner to bath, to this, it was like a race to the finish. And then on the weekend, you were just like, oh gosh, it's time to go back to work on Monday. And so, I mean, we read books, uh, you know, quite often, and that's kind of our time to to talk and chat. But the amount of time that we have now together, because I'm not having to go into the office and, you know, I'll say waste that time, (laughs) all that time wasted in the commute, yeah, it's beautiful when you have tools like books and your journal to really be able to focus on what our kids are feeling when we just have more time and a tool to use in order to get to that place. Um, so I know you showed your journal on the screen before, but what are your favorite parts? It, it, it has prompts, I'm guessing, like yeah. how is the journal structure? What can parents expect? Definitely. So what parents can expect is seven different themes. We have a back to school theme. And I want to talk about back to school, not back to school like, oh, it's in August and this is back to school or July. I'm talking about back to school because some kids have difficulty transitioning even from the weekend or a long weekend or just from day to day. Um, There are also affirmations uh, every day um, in the journal. The second uh, theme is the world around us, you know, them looking at the world. Um, what's going on, what's going on in their world, reflections, how am I reflecting, how am I getting through, you know, what are some things I'm thinking about, family, um, you know, do I have everything I need, I am being able to talk to my family, Uh, you know, even if my family doesn't look the same as somebody else's family, it's still my family, Um, being secure in that. Um, projects. What are some projects that I'm doing? What are some projects that I'd love to do maybe later or some that I'm in the middle of that maybe I don't really care for? And mm-hmm. what are some changes going on in my life? And this, and I don't really, we don't really talk about COVID per se in this because it's not about that. It's about mm-hmm. what is going on in this child's life right now. How am I creating positive feelings and positive experiences? And mm-hmm. then the last is only uh, three days, and that's about experiences. What am I experiencing now? You'll, they'll be able to see uh, just some colorful pictures. It has a lot of color uh, in the journal. Uh, also, some mazes, and we talk about prop. I'm going to uh, talk about props. Um, what things do you enjoy in the world today? Um, how to practice mindfulness? Uh, giving them some ideas. Uh, connecting the dots. What are some adjectives that I can use to describe the favorite things I do? What's the funniest thing I did yesterday? Um, the f- page starts out for each section mm-hmm. for each day with an emoji um, asking what was your favorite project this week? Um, what's the word of the day? And if the word of the day is not a day that resonates with them, they can change the word and find their own word. And then what are who are the adults that I can talk to if I need to? Word searches, places for them to write, just, a, I want to say a different kind. So it's not the same thing. There are some similar things every day, but it's not the same thing every day. It's something different. 
um, for them to to experience. So I think that's what they can look at. It's interactive. If they don't do it every day, does has does not have to be done in a forty five day sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's however uh, it best utilized for that child. So what age group or grades did you have in mind when you put the journal together? First through fifth grade. First through fifth. And if I have, say I have a child who is not a strong writer or they don't enjoy writing, what are some tips that you would give in order to help them engage more with the journal? What I would suggest is there are a lot of mazes and doodle Mm -hmm. time and uh, coloring in there. And I would suggest that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also help them um, if they don't want to to write right then. Um, you know, if the kid, if you have some kind of tool, whether it's a phone or something for them to record themselves. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of children that I work with who don't like to write. I say to them, well, just record yourself because you have a lot of great ideas. So just yeah. record yourself. And then later, maybe them and the parents and the child can sit down then and and write out some of those things because they do want to say things. They may sometimes it's just the chore of writing or, mm-hmm. you know, why don't they like to write? But I always let kids know that you do have a lot to say because they they talk about it. So let's just record it and then mm-hmm. let's put it on paper. And they can also use uh, Google. Because mm-hmm. Google, you can put it on Google and then it will actually uh, translate for you. I mean, you'll have to, um, you know, do some editing. But mm-hmm. there are so many tools and I, I would have them use that technology um, to have kids to, to write. Um, also, uh, one of the things that they can do is, um, you know, depending on how young their child is, is mm-hmm. you write a sentence, I write a sentence. Let's write, let's write a, something together, you know, mm-hmm. okay. and not, not forcing them to sit in like an hour or a half. Hour. That's, that's too much. Take a little at a time and build on it. And then um, we have a lot of young authors, you know, children writing their own stories. Mm-hmm. So encouraging them. Um, I'm not saying they have to write a book, but they can certainly uh, write a, a short story or, or say, tell something or what's something that they're interested in, always yeah. using their interest, what's interesting for them. So if, if Legos is interesting for them, let's talk about the 3000 pieces that go in this, this one robot I had <laughs> to share with me. I was like, oh my God. He said, you know what? They have still a lot of little pieces, but they still count. I said, they do, you know? So, so it's just so many things. And I have kids that love to write, but but love to tell a story, but don't necessarily want to to do the writing. And because kids can type now and there's so much technology, use that technology um, to encourage them. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, I love that idea of, you know, recording and all the other ideas you gave. I'm wondering, so if I'm a parent and my kid likes to use this journal, how do I get to the point where we're actually conversing about what they wrote? How do we get to that point? Well, I think you have to have that conversation of how did how was your day to day? You know, have just just talking about their day, and then just just asking them: Is there something in in your journal? Can you tell me what you did in the journal today? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe, you know, um, is there anything that you wrote that maybe you'd like to share with me? I, because we have to be careful not to invade some of their space um, so that they can open up with us. So asking them, prompting them, um, seeing what they what they say and then using what they say, you know, to continue um, a conversation. And maybe it's a real short conversation at first. Maybe they don't really want to want to share. And then eventually saying, well, is there something you'd like to show me, you know, that maybe you like to share? That Was there a drawing or uh, a maze that you did or the word search that you did that you thought was interesting or fun? And I think eventually you will get to see in that that sharing. And I think that's what some of the parents did that uh, actually used the journal with their children, you know, um, as a tool before we um, published it. Because I wanted to get those children's insight because it that's, you know, it's for children. So I think parents, we just have to know our child and then just take it small steps because we as parents thought we want it to happen right now. I know, (laughs) I know I have a 35 year old. I know, you know, we want it to happen right now, even now, but we have to just, just be patient and go along with the, in the journey and help them through the journey. And we have to also share our experiences. Are we journaling? You know, I have a lot of journals. I have tons and I keep them. I'm like, why am I still keeping this? And so we have to also, hey, you know, maybe we can sit down and journal together today. I'll I'll write my journal. You write your journal. You know, maybe I'll share a little piece of what I wrote. Would you feel comfortable sharing a little piece of what you wrote? So it's uh, it's a process. It's always a process. You know, we don't usually talk about journals on on this show. I think this is the first time we've actually had uh, an author who was sharing about a journal But it's interesting to me because so much of what you say about guiding our children to write is the same things we say about how to get your kids to be interested in reading a book. When you said earlier, pay attention to their interests. When parents say, how do I pick out books? I'm like, well, what are they into? Were they playing with dinosaurs that day? Are they playing with princesses? You know, pick up a book about that. And the way you talk about modeling writing is the same way we talk about modeling reading. Um, So it's all those same, (laughs) same points. Yeah, this is really good. Um, so I'm wondering now that the feedback that I saw, the testimonies that I saw, the video that you sent me via email, is this public on your website? It is. Yes. Wonderful. Right. It's on, now it is not, it's, it's at Cassie'sBigChange.com. So that's where it's at, at Cassie'sBigChange.com. And it's definitely on there. And then they can also go to my YouTube channel. And the YouTube is education for all now, but it is definitely um, on the YouTube channel. And they can see that on both in both places. Okay. And if they go to uh, education for all now to the website, mm-hmm. it has a place for bookstore and it will take them directly to the Cassie's Big Change website. Wonderful. Wonderful. I would really love for you guys to go ahead and check out um, that video, the testimonials or the the feedback from the parents and the kids on the journal 
will really, really help you uh, help you to decide if this is, you know, a fit for your for your family. And I really believe that all of our families can benefit from from Dr. Tamer's journal. Um, I know if you're looking to have those deeper conversations, know what's going on in your kids' lives, and you know, really work on that relationship with them. Uh, you know, we talk about reading all the time. Journaling is the same. Um, so please, please check it out. Um, go to education for all now.org. If you're listening to just the audio, thank you. Um, that's education for the number four, all now.org. Um, Dr. Tamara, is there anything else that you would have time flew by? I'm gonna just say, I say that I feel like every episode, <laughs> but we're almost at 30 minutes and I can't believe every time I love, I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. I know it's because, you know, we can just talk all the time. So yes. I just, one of the things that I just want to uh, stress to parents, you know, yes. I'm a parent, I'm a godparent of a nine-year-old. So who, who sends me uh text and says, can you buy me a phone? And I say, no, <laughs> you know, so I understand. And I'm working with, you know, younger kids. I have great nieces and nephews who are younger. So I, uh, I'm not a parent in the parent of COVID. So I want to say to you, give yourself some grace, but please take care of your own mental health. Take care of yourself. Practice self-care. Help your children practice mindfulness, mm -hmm. yoga. All of these things will help them with their own mental health. And I think we have to make sure that we are being honest with our children, that we are saying, you know, mommy's not having a good day today. And so I may need five minutes away. And so could you sit over here and maybe, you know, let's practice some yoga together or let's breathe together or let's do uh, something. But, you know, give let's give some time or some space for each other. And I think we have to help children learn to practice self-care. And that's one thing, you know, growing up uh, as a 62 year old, you know, my parents didn't do that because that's not what they knew to do. And so, but the world is different now and we have to help our children um, to do that. And so to, I really want to encourage you to practice healthy habits because healthy habits will help us both mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and academically. And I think that is probably the biggest takeaway for me if to see, to help parents, to urge parents um, so that we, our children, um, are growing uh, healthier emotionally um, and psychologically. I think it's just so important. Because I'm just seeing, you know, I'm seeing more and more articles and kids, um, you know, committing suicide and very young kids because they're not feeling wanted or they're being bullied or, um, and it's, and so I, I'm not saying that we can stop that, but I'm saying that we can definitely do everything we can to help and put that prevention in place. So especially um, during Mental Health Awareness Month, definitely. But let's, you know, try to build it in every day. And it's not you got to sit and take 15 minutes. It's, hey, hey, honey, how are you doing this morning? Anything you want to talk about? You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we're on our way to school, we're, whatever. I mean, we're cooking. I understand we're, we're doing other things, but hopefully we can. Um, and, you know, 
shut down some of that screen time and have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not much that I can say after that because I just concur with every, I concur with everything that you just said. And, um, and yeah, uh, self-care is something that we are still learning. So yeah. <laughs> we are, we, we have, we are, I know. Yeah. I have days. I mean, I have, one day a week where I say, you know, I'm not cooking. And so we're ordering out. Mm-hmm. Everybody save up. <laughs> this is what we're doing today. You know, mom, if you're watching this. <laughs> because she's in the group and she watches. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> love her to death. She's She might just be learning about self-care. But she's had one or two days a week for like the past 20 years. <laughs> Where she doesn't cook. And I feel like every five years, she adds another day. (laughs) Go, mom. Go, mom. (laughs) So I know if she's watching this, she's going to call me after she hears me say that. (laughs) And I did it just for laughs. I love you so much, mom. Dr. Tamara, thank you so much for being here with us today. I feel like we need a whole separate episode just about um, special education. I'm sorry, my email is going crazy today. Special education and um, and IEPs. I would love to talk more about how you support parents um, in that area. Um, today's focus was on the books and we really, the journal and the books, and we really needed that. But I know there are a lot of parents who would love to hear you talk more about um, just directly about trauma um, special education and supporting parents in both arenas. So thank you so much. I can do that. Just yes, <laughs> I will. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Tamara. I just want to remind you. you guys where to find Dr. Tamara, her website, education for the number four, allnow.org. And if you go to that website and you click on books, you'll be taken to Cassie's uh, Big Did Change, you? that website. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to see the video that I spoke about with the um with the families giving their feedback on the journals and i know that once you see those videos you'll be clicking right over to where the books are available and you'll be adding those um to your home in order to have those tighter um bonds with your children in your home you can find her on facebook at education for all now and dr tamara also has a facebook group um support for children in trauma and it's important to say that that is a private facebook group um if you're looking for support or you're looking to help other families um in dealing with trauma um so thank you all for watching thank you for being here i appreciate you dr Tamara. thank you so much for your time thank you everybody have a great evening bye-bye